Real is what you feel, feelings aren't real. Put your mind get down, lose your back, spin the wheel. Real is what you feel, feelings aren't real. Put your mind get down, lose your back, spin the wheel. Real is what you feel, feelings aren't real. Put your mind get down, lose your back, spin the wheel. Real is what you feel, feelings aren't real. Hey, this is your groovy soul brother, Joe Batanz here with Rulaska Thoughts. We brought back a very special guest just one week later. It's Garrett Schlichty. Hi. We're talking about the finale. Uh, literally 1,000% so excited to be back. Look, I'm telling you, the audience is... 1000% excited. Everyone, I'm telling you, Garrett, I was getting emails like, loved hearing Garrett. Uh, 1000%. There's always a variation of that, you know? I mean, honestly, hate myself for saying it so much, but like, gonna fully lean in, fully embrace it. You should. 1000% love it now. Yeah. Well, I, I, in, in the interest of full disclosure, I should tell everyone that, uh, uh, I was talking to Garrett earlier on the phone, and he dropped it down to a hundred percent. And I was I was a little disappointed. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I'm like that's like a lesser variation, you know what I mean? But like on podcast, fully devoted. Yeah. So th- the reason I brought Garrett on today is, uh, you know, it's not, Garrett, I love you, but you can't be on every week, okay, Garrett? This is not. The, I mean, yeah. This is not. Uh, a few moments with Schlichty every week, but... This is not RuPaul's best friend. Race. Yes, but this one, I, when I was thinking about this episode and what I wanted to talk about, what everyone wanted me to talk about, I was like, there's no better person to have this conversation with than Garrett Schlichty. He, the freelance journalist of the Washington Post, Harper's Bazaar, and Slate Magazine. Am I missing any big ones that, you, that you're proud of? Um, them, always proud, newly just today... Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. Them, newly proud, only just today. Because you wrote about that. Well, well, and technically yesterday, you wrote an, an article came out about uh, Miranda from Sex and the City. What's her name again? What's her name again? <laughs> I mean, her name is always Miranda in my heart. Her real life name is Cynthia Nixon. Cynthia Nixon is running for governor of New York. But then also today, actually, in the Washington Post, you have an article that came out about dating and drag, correct? Or am I getting it wrong? Yeah, dating and drag. I talked to three of our favorite Rue girls about their experience dating and drag, dating post-drag race, um, and what advice they have for us normal uh, single losers, honestly. Yeah, you can find that at Washington on the Washington Post online edition, right? And what section is it called again? It's in the solo-ish section. So S-O-L-O-I-S-H, like... Solo-ish. Yes. You know what I mean? All right. So you guys can go over there and find that today. But today, we're not talking about dating. We're not talking about drag... Well, we're talking about drag queens. But we're not talking about dating Always. and drag queens. We're talking about the finale of All Stars 3. And specifically, I want to talk about the very final moments. I'm talking about the jury. I'm talking about their selection. I'm talking about the process. I'm talking about Shangela's face when she didn't make it to the top two. I'm talking Honey. about the selection. That's what we're going to talk about. So first of all, Garrett, what is your opinion on the jury just existing as an element of the show? I mean, I am into any, like, tricks, gags, like, 
pull in the page that like Rue's going to give to us at this point. Um, but I don't think it worked out as well as she would have wanted to. You know what I mean? I'm here for the idea of it. I don't know if I'm here for the execution of it. Yeah, you know what? I think you you articulated sort of how I feel. I actually, because some people have just been opposed to the idea of a jury. And I think I'm not opposed to the idea of the jury, but I either think it wasn't the the producing side of it wasn't handled well, and I think it blew up in their face a little bit. Absolutely, I think honestly, I mean, for me, I think the the thing that would have made this make sense is if they told us why they voted the way that they voted. On the show, you know what I they, mean? They, they've since talked about it in interviews, but you're saying on the show, though. Yes, like officially on the show. Like, I think, like, we talked about kind of last time, like, there's like a certain group of fans, us included, who are going to like read the interviews, who are going to read the extra content, who are going to go online and pull the clips and watch all of that stuff. But I think there's like a large majority of people who aren't and are going to be left in the dark. I mean, like, they didn't even explain the fact that there was like a a points system for the voting. Yeah. On the show. Yeah, the, all that came out afterwards on Twitter. They released a video, which is so funny because we got an email yesterday on Patreon. You know, the person who wrote me that email, I, I apologize, I don't have it pulled up in front of me, but she said that she had gone to Thorgy's uh, viewing party and that when mm-hmm. Thorgy found out, even though they didn't show it in the show, I guess in some way found out that they released the footage of how they voted, she was very, very, very angry because the the producers made them sign an NDA that they wouldn't reveal how – the queens wouldn't reveal how they voted. And that the producers swore to them they would never reveal how the queens voted. And then for them to release that um, footage, Thorgy felt very sort of betrayed a little bit. I mean – I, if that is how Thorgy feels, and if that's, like, what the producer, like, actually said to them, then, like, 100% Team Thorgy. But I also feel like if they filmed you doing it, and it was, like, a very dramatic filming, what do you think they're going to do with that footage? Oh, well, well, I know what you mean, but now you're... Here's the deal. (laughs) They always film them doing it. That's that's the part I, I always try and tell people when when it gets to like is Rue surprised? No, they know the producers and everyone. They they film them on purpose because they want to know who they chose so they can plan for it production wise. That's what I, I think. This is this gets into a whole nerdy, geeky, wonky like. Okay, how does the production of RuPaul's Drag Race work as opposed to the 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 fantasy that we buy into on the show or the storyline we buy into on the show? Oh, I mean, for sure. But I'm just like, if they weren't going to ever show that footage, then, like, they would have had you, like, circle a few things on a piece of paper. You know what I mean? Oh, oh yeah. Well, they like, they like the drama of showing them selecting it. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they, but I think they film them show, even when it's just a regular elimination on All-Stars, they film them choosing the lipstick. Yeah. Um, that's how we got Dela. I mean, they just know. So the producers have a chance to know who, who they chose. But, um... So so going back to the jury. So you're fine with the jury. I'm I'm with you. I I think it blew up in their face. I have heard stories swirling in the background about how the drag queens felt about the jury. And so what I'm going to say right now has a little bit of credence to it. I think based on some very casual sourcing. But yeah. um 
I actually think this is my theory, though, is what we saw was the jury was the people on the jury. I can't speak for all of them, but there were members of the jury who were pissed about the idea of a jury. As we know, because Aja revealed that Ben Delacreme had to be essentially forced to vote. Uh, oh. Yeah, she was refusing to vote, and they basically had to, I don't know whether it was implicit or direct, tell her their contract required her to vote. Okay? But she was trying to find any way not to vote. She didn't notice, I mean, this has been commented on before, Dayla doesn't really speak during the whole jury uh, process. She oh, at all? She just kind of like sits in that like gorgeous hat and like looks out from under it, like Samantha in the Sex in the City movie. <laughs> yes. So that so we know she's just there out of contractual obligation anyway. So the jury didn't want to. So what I think was happening is they were telling production and RuPaul, "Oh no." Fuck you for making us stay an extra four days or whatever. We're not going to choose the top two. We're going to choose the winner. And so they put up Trixie Mattel versus, and I'm not saying this person is a weak drag queen, just the drag queen that they felt would have the least chance of winning against Trixie Mattel, which was Kennedy Davenport. And that's my theory. Um, I have a little bit, like, again, nothing crazy of evidence to support that. And I'll tell you off the air. But uh, that's my theory. It's an off-the-air secret. It's an off-the-air secret. That's that's $10 on Patreon. (laughs) That's, like, the next level. That's the next level. Yeah, you don't get that at this level for Patreon of what my source is and what the story is that I heard. So, um, but what are your thoughts on that? What? Why do you think that they... Why do you... What is your theory why the jury chose... There's a story they came out with, and maybe you might uh, buy into that story. But why, why do you think that they chose Kennedy and Trixie? I honestly... Do I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been, like, slightly removed for spoilers, so I'd, like, be very interested to, like, know what that theory you heard is. Mm-hmm. Um, I really, like, have tried to think about it so many times. Um, and, like, I, I, none of it makes sense to me. Do you know what I mean? I feel like, so I'd heard... this. I'd heard from somewhere, and I apparently just keep having... I don't have the kind of sources that you have apparently, but that it ended up being Trixie and Shangela with Trixie winning. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I was like, that's still sad to me a little bit, but I was like, at least Shangela's in top two. And genuinely where I was watching when they called Kennedy's name first, everyone who I was watching with like silently stood up and put their hands over their mouths. Yeah. It was like, genuinely shocking edges snatched and like not because like kennedy isn't a great drag queen it was just like oh my god that literally means like we all thought like that literally means trixie didn't make it into the top two Mm -hmm. because like there was no version Mm -hmm. of this story that like any of us saw where shangela wasn't making the top two yeah and so, do you have any thoughts about Shangela not making the top two? I mean, I only have to assume, like, people are either, like, really jealous and spiteful, or 
people just thought like I'm gonna vote for someone else because like I know everyone else is gonna vote for Shangela. Oh, that's interesting. Do you know what I mean? Like I kind of felt like that. Like I kind of felt like it was like maybe like a like 2016 election moment where people were like, I like don't need to go vote for Hillary because like there's no way Donald Trump is gonna win. And I am in no way drawing a comparison between Donald Trump and Trixie Mattel right now. I just like need to make that explicitly clear. But, like, in my metaphor, it was like, yeah, like, people felt like they could, like, stay home in certain districts because, like, it was ridiculous to assume that Donald Trump was going to win the election. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then it got down to voting time and people were like, oh, shit. Well, do you think, let's, let's extend that, actually. And do you think perhaps maybe, again, and this has been, I think, a sort of a running, almost like, it's never been talked about, but I think it's been an important element of this season that they're very aware of the fandom outside of Drag Race. And so Trixie Mattel is so, so, so popular and is known for having such rabid, vindictive, evil fans that they were like, if it does ever come out how we voted. And this could actually explain why Thorgy was pissed because Thorgy's the only one that voted for like Shangela and... She did Shangela and Trixie. Shangela and Trixie. Okay, then maybe that's why she, she's not... I don't know why she'd be pissed then. She's the only one that everyone would kind of agree with. Yeah, um, she was the only one who voted for Shangela. She's we the, were like, okay, Thor. She's the last person who should be pissed. Okay. But... Right, like you're the hero of this jury. Yeah. But maybe they realized, okay, we don't buy into this bullshit. We're going to pick a winner and we're going to pick it to be Trixie because she's so popular. Uh, because one of the things, so Aja has come out and said, now I, I don't buy it from Aja. If there's anybody else, I would have maybe bought into this. But Aja has come out and said that she regrets her decision. That she, when you're there, you don't realize how well people are doing. And that she didn't see everything. And so she didn't realize Shangela had done as well as she did until she watched the show back. Part of me is like, you were there except for all but one episode. I mean, yeah, that. I 100% agree with. Like, I could very much potentially... I mean, and again, I feel like this would be a time where, like, if anyone who was on that jury was, like, able to come forward and say, like, this is, like... I mean, I honestly genuinely feel like no one has that excuse, though. Do you know what I mean? Because I feel like Aja made it almost all the way to the end. Like, Ben was just eliminated. So unless they, like, quarantined them, I feel like at some point, if I was, like, Morgan or Milk or something, I would have, like, turned to the other girls and be like, okay, how have people been doing? You know what I mean? Like, what's happened since I was gone? I almost wonder if maybe Shangela shot herself in the foot because even though she was winning the competition, she may have not been winning sort of the political aspect of it. Like, they saw how extra she was during the note on the wall. They saw how she was... um. It, it 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 it's it she seemed like the person who was trying to play a strategy and she was she wasn't even though Morgan explicitly stated it in the first episode Shangela may not have stated it there in the workroom but it was obvious to everyone there and maybe they were I punishing mean, for that I feel like yes and I mean I just genuinely I mean they just have to answer why they were I mean I think that Trixie and Kennedy did maybe have the most compelling sit-down interviews with the queens. Mm-hmm. 
And I feel like there could have been, like, a very real moment where they were thinking, like, okay, like, maybe the point of All-Stars doesn't have to be, like, the person who not deserves it the most, because I don't want to say that Kennedy didn't deserve it, because I think any of the four of them would have deserved it. But I think that, and, like, this is what I was saying to my friends, like, the only person who winning All-Stars would, like, at the end of the day, not have really made a difference for was Trixie Mattel. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like Trixie will not get more bookings. She will not get more interviews because of this. Trixie had a 3,700 word story in GQ. She had like a full blown like video that, you know what I mean? She's had like such an online, you know, presence. I just interviewed her for the Washington post. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. she didn't need to have the title of all stars to elevate her career anymore. She's done such like a maverick job of that on her own. But Mm -hmm. I think Kennedy and Shangela and BB would have all benefited from having that title when it comes to like bookings, when it comes to interviews and like media outlets reaching out and like people wanting to do like appearances and those kind of other things. The people who wanted Trixie Mattel were going to have Trixie Mattel regardless but I think it would have had the opportunity to make a difference for the careers for some of the other girls. Well, Trixie has, and, and I, you know, I've thought about this a lot. Is I'm I'm very curious if I could play therapist to Trixie, why she had this need to have the validation from this show. In that, as you and I talked about on the last time we spoke, is Trixie Mattel is not that great at drag and she's not that great at the competition RuPaul's Drag Race. She is really good in this new sort of third and fourth dimension of drag that she's sort of um, pioneering and whether it's in the digital space or the the music space you know? But Yeah, I mean, I think Trixie I think Trixie's great at drag. I don't think she's great at Drag Race. I don't even know, but I'm talking about, I'm talking, when I say drag, I don't mean the actual just dressing up. I'm talking about, like, going to the local bar, and and I think she even admits this. She's not good at going out there to the local bar and lip syncing to, you know, I will survive in front of, you know, people and grabbing dollars. That's what I mean. Yeah. In other words, I mean the same, let me rephrase. She's not good at the same kind of drag that Kennedy is good at, which is if you think about it, that's what we were really seeing on that lip sync was not just a lip sync for your legacy, but a lip sync for the life of that old school drag and this new emerging drag. And that's probably what we really saw the winning of, you know? Well, yes, a thousand percent. Like my feeling on it is like when it came, regardless of who Trixie beat, if the if you would have told me four months ago that Trixie Mattel won RuPaul's Drag Race All Stars three, four months ago, I would have been like, of course you did. Like, there's absolutely no dimension in which I like foresee anyone, regardless of how talented they are, like coming in and beating Trixie. <clears throat> and I would have been like ecstatic about that news. But like her winning now, like almost makes me kind of sad. Like I the literally the only thing I could tweet after the finale was like my favorite drag queen just won drag race and I'm like a little sad about it. Mm-hmm. 
Because I feel like if Trixie was going to win, then there was no point in having the whole season. Do you know what I mean? Because, like, Trixie is, I think, like, pretty undeniably, if we're going to, like, categorize superstardom, like, Trixie is America's current drag superstar. Do you know what I mean? And she was before she won the show. Mm -hmm. Like, she was currently in America, and, like, maybe other countries, but, like, absolutely in America, like, our drag superstar. Like, she is everywhere at this current period in time, I think for a lot of people, drag is like synonymous with Trixie Mattel. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, then like, what was the point of the, it almost just seems like she didn't have to compete. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's why it speaks to a lack that she has psychologically. That's why I said, I would love to play armchair psychologist to her because why would she go back to begin with? She, I mean, you know, one of the things that came out from Willem was that one of the Queens, i.e. Trixie, had a mental breakdown during the production because she was wrapping up it. I can't remember how the timeline works, but it was one of these things where like basically to, cause I'm not going to have it exactly correct. She was finishing up, uh, starting the truck, uh, Trixie and Katya show and filming all stars three all at the same time and was just exhausted exhausted beyond belief to the point where she just emotionally broke down. We didn't see Oh my that. god, and like, how could you not? Yeah, and we, it, it, I mean, we saw a little bit of it on the show, but it was much worse than what we saw on the show. I have a tough time when, like, they get my Starbucks order wrong. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's absolutely no dimension where I could, like, mentally sustain that. Oh, if my internet goes down for half an hour, I'm already, like, I've peeled skin off. Layers of skin yeah. off. So I'm like crying. I'm trying to call my mom. I don't yeah. know what's happening. I don't. Yeah, I don't know what to do. So, and so, why would she put herself through that? And it's almost as if you know you're a writer. Did you write for the school newspaper in college? Um. Oh my God, no! But I did yearbook. Okay. This is like you going back. Okay, you know I have this story in the Washington Post, but I need to go back and I need to impress. You know. Jane Smith at the, my college about the, the year, the head of the yearbook. I want to show her. I'm going to go back I and mean, do I, yearbook again. I think on like a sick, twisted level, like I kind of feel that. Do you know what I mean? Like it mm-hmm. makes no sense, but I like kind of understand like wanting to be like, okay, well, this is how I like really started this career mm-hmm. and like now I need the validation of like knowing that I didn't fail at it. Yeah. Which like I think like you could play armchair psychiatrist to her mm-hmm. about that, but I don't know if there would Psychi- be I don't I don't prescribe medicine. I'm sorry I don't prescribe medicine. So psychologist. So, oh sorry psychologist. I'm like, yeah. I I don't think there would ever be a good answer for you. Do you know what I mean? No, you're right. It's it's that and it's that inherent lack that you can just never fill. You just can't fill it. And it's so funny. I, this is, you know, to show, you know, when we have these conversations, these conversations often go in directions I don't intend for them to go. So I actually want to take a, a, a left turn here because there is something I wanted. The reason I, the whole uh, reason I brought you here, you know? Yes, absolutely. Pivot. I want to talk about, it's so funny when, I, you know, when we produce a show, you know, our podcast comes out, we start taping the podcast within half an hour of the show ending. Okay, we get it yeah. up really fast. It's one of the things about us, right? 
So uh, the problem, the reason I do the podcast we're on now is because when we do the initial recap podcast, I don't have time to process things. So right. it's just really recapping it. This is what happened. These are our, 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 is our quick take, our first response to what happened. And then Rulaska Thoughts, the show we're on now, is meant for, for you know, I, I let things marinate, you know? Yeah. And so what didn't affect me then and affected me since, and people have talked about this, is that moment that Shangela realizes that she's not going to be in the top two. And she closes her eyes, and she takes a breath, and the camera's tight on her, and you see her heart break. Um, I felt her heart break. Yeah. And I felt it on a visceral level, and I'm sure you and I experienced it on different ways. Everyone's experienced it, because we've all experienced that kind of disappointment in some way or another. But I think what I was thinking about when I saw that is, as a person of color and watching another person of color on this show is the heartbreak that no matter what your opinion of Shangela Laquifa Watley is, she worked her ass off on that show. Multiple. And with Ben de la Creme, yes. And with Ben de la Creme gone had by far the best track record of anyone remaining in that competition had done very, very, very well. Okay. And to not get a shot at that final two is, and 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 I'm not saying this. Let me let me let me phrase my words very. Let me choose my words very carefully. I'm not saying that Trixie Mattel is a mediocre drag queen in this respect, but we just said she's not good at the competition. So to not even get a shot, and then watch a person whose performance in this competition has been mediocre at best must have been devastating in a way that people of color are all too familiar with. And I wanted to get your you don't have to get you don't have to share my thoughts, but I wanted to get your thoughts on that reaction, your sort of interpretation of it, your thoughts on everything about Shangela, but I wanted to almost I want that moment to be sort of the the seed and the basis of what you're about to say. Um I mean, I think that I, not being a person of color, mm-hmm. I understand, and I think I've, like, witnessed, or, like, we all have seen situations in which that has happened. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. when, like, you are part of an affinity group, and you, like, want that very badly, and when you don't get it, they're, like, maybe is still part of a celebration that at least, like, someone is doing well. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I think, like, I mean, I think Shangela, and we all kind of have that sense that, like, it really should have been her. Yeah. And maybe not she should I, have won, but that, yeah, she should have had the shot. I mean, yeah, that she should have, just, like, had the opportunity. I mean, yeah. She had balloons under there. She just had to sit there with balloons under that gown or whatever she was like. Oh my God, I mean, it's literally like the Jarvet Center all over again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they just kind of stayed there <laughs> until they deflated. <laughs> that is just an obscure reference that I happened to get. That was from a convention, right, where they didn't come down? Um, that is where 
Hillary was the night yeah. that she didn't win the election. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which also happens to be where RuPaul's Drag Con was, which was just, like, equally devastating to be there. <laughs> like, that's a very brief side note, but, like, yeah. I walked into the Jarvis Center for Drag Con, and I was like, oh, my God, I'm so happy, but I'm so sad. Yeah. And, um... So, did you have any... But what are your thoughts about her not being chosen? And I mean, we kind of talked about it, but, like, about kind of... uh, Do you have any thoughts specifically as to how you think she... If you had to speculate what was going through her mind and how you relate to it? Um, I mean, I don't know, like, how vulgar I can be on this You can be as vulgar as you want. Yeah. Uh, My... I believe that her genuine thoughts were, like, literally, guys can all go fuck off and die. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Because, like, that's... It just, it, it, nothing about that decision, if the decision was truly about picking the person who had done the best, and again, like, only a few of the queens had agreed from the beginning to play by those rules, mm-hmm. but, like, only, it, if that was not how they were all voting, then they should have all had to sign like, agreements with the production to say, like, we'll explain why we voted the way that we voted then. Mm -hmm. Because I think that's also, like, such a large part of why there have been, like, so many think pieces that have come out since the end being, like, this ending of Drag Race made no sense. Like, was this the worst season of RuPaul's Drag Race ever? Like, the New York Times article was, like, we've got to talk about this RuPaul's Drag Race ending. You know what I mean? Like, ellipses. Like, it's not good. And I think it's just, I think it's maybe one of the first times in the series where, like, fans have been left as confused as we were by any decision. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think, like, I mean, like, when Milk wasn't in the bottom during that, like, one episode where she'd have clearly gone home and she was just, like, safe. Mm-hmm. Like, that was a confusing moment. But, like, this is, like, a genuinely confusing using moment because even if they'd gone home earlier you know what i mean like it makes no sense that ben saying that like she was gonna vote for the you know queen who had like done the best and like based off merit it makes no sense that she didn't vote for shangela like it unless all of them really did have like a big conspiracy backstage where they were like well we're just gonna like decide who we want to win and this is who we think should win so, 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 so Thorgy shows Shangela and Trixie. Was it just Trixie and Kennedy across the board? Other than that, I can't remember. Um, Aja voted for BB and for Kennedy, I believe. Okay. Or no, sorry, sorry, sorry. Morgan did. Morgan voted for BB and Kennedy. And... Or, yeah, Morgan voted for... Oh, it might have been BB and Trixie. I don't know. Morgan definitely voted for BB, which, like, I was like, that maybe kind of makes sense. Like, that's, like, a, we're two of the girls who've been, like, in the Drag Race family the longest. Like, I think you did good, sis. Like, I want to give you that vote. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I understand Morgan voting for BB. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, everyone else was Kennedy and Trixie. Mm-hmm. With the exception of Thorgy, who voted for Shangela. So it, it, let's, let's let's so the whole thing in total. What were your thoughts on just the whole? So so you even though you're a fan of Trixie, you don't necessarily agree with the decision, or you wish you would have gone against Shangela. 
Um, I, like I said, I like, there is no version of this season that you could play back to me that like didn't prove that like by far and away, Shangela like pretty strongly outperformed consistently throughout the entire season. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like she came in hot, she finished hot. Like Mm -hmm. Kennedy came in, won a challenge early and then like kind of fizzled a little bit. Like, BB was safe throughout. Trixie came in, like, floundered for a while, and, like, then skyrocketed and did exactly what she does best. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But there was just no version of this season where, like, Shangela wasn't giving an incredible performance, like, pretty much consistently across the entire time. Yeah. And, like, that, there was just no version of this season in my mind that ended without Shangela winning. Mm-hmm. And, like, Trixie is my favorite. So I just, like, it doesn't... I mean, and like I said, again, I think, like, the... As just, like, a fan of drag as a whole and, like, all of the different kinds of drag and all of the different, you know, variations of what we get to see that exist... Mm-hmm. I think that Trixie's doing it. Like, Trixie is available. You, like, I was talking to Trixie for, like, my interview, and she was like, yeah, like, when I'm dating, you know, like, I kind of, like, don't like people to, like, know me for my work. And I was like, I feel like it's, like, very difficult to find, like, a gay person in 2018 who's unaware of Trixie Mattel. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I don't feel like it's that difficult to find someone who's, like, even a fan of drag and, like, maybe just isn't as heavily involved in drag race who, like, hasn't seen something that Shangela's been in or, like, certainly doesn't know who, like, Kennedy Davenport is. And they should. And, like, that is what I was going to say about Shangela, or about the speeches they gave to the queens, is I think that, like, Kennedy... And Trixie gave the most compelling speech to the jury. Where, like, Trixie was like, I am a superstar. I prove that I'm a superstar. Like, maybe it hasn't all been on this show, but, like, you can't look at me and tell me that, like, I'm not America's next drag superstar, which, like, is very true. And then Kennedy kind of went from this angle of, like, I've been in this. I've worked really hard. And, like, I'm also... I think she at one point said, like, I'm the person out of all of the girls up here who would, like, benefit the most from this. And, like, you talked about last episode where, like, she, um, like, was considering quitting drag before she got the call to come back for All Stars 3. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, there yeah. was such a real... There was such a real benefit for her to win this outside of just being able to say, like, well, I got a crown. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and Trixie's talked about this in an interview, and I think made a compelling case that she's making that case to people who've been eliminated and need that crown just as much as she does. So that that would resonate with them. A thousand percent, you know what I mean? I feel like that, and, and that, like, maybe explains why they voted for her. Mm-hmm. But that also doesn't, that just only doesn't make sense in the reality that they are voting. The purpose of the competition isn't let's raise the most awareness for the drag queen whose career could benefit from it the most because they've been shit on by fans. Mm -hmm. Now I would love for that show to happen. Do you know what I mean? Like I am here to like 
literally give Kennedy Davenport all of the accolades she, like, very much deserves and, like, does not receive from fans. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't have been upset if she would have won. But, like, that's not what they market the show as. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It was, like, who's done the best in this competition? And this season, it turned out the person who'd done the best in this competition was Shangela, who still didn't win, so... Yeah, neither did Ben, but Ben took himself out. Okay, so what do you see going forward? And let's just wrap this up with this. You know, season 10 starts this Thursday. Do you have any predictions? Anything you like already? People you like already on season 10? Oh my god, so many people I like already. I am... Um, I mean, like, obviously, did you you watch the first 15 minutes? I did. Okay. Uh, I'm, like, very fully here for, like, the Aquarian Miss Cracker drama, which, like, I kind of knew from a little bit ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I'm so interested to see what the dynamic between all of the New York Queens is. Mm-hmm. Um, Monet Exchange and Miss Cracker are like my two favorites. And so like those will be. Even from before, you've already known about them. Yes. Okay. I saw Miss Cracker like four years ago at like this little tiny shitty Brooklyn bar where she like did like this like mashup of like live singing and performance like old Broadway songs. Mm-hmm. And it's like myself like an 87 year old like twice divorced gay man (laughs) i was like immediately in love with her i was Uh like this is absolutely the person i am like interested in and then Mm -hmm. i never heard of her again until like a year ago when i was back in new york and i was like oh my god i think this is like the girl that i saw like a few years ago this like weird it was like a tuesday night at like 9 p.m or something yeah um so, yeah, I am, like, absolutely rooting for her. I'm absolutely rooting for Monet Exchange, um, who I've seen perform a couple times in New York. Um, yeah, those are my two favorites. I'm, like, interested to see how Aquaria does. I have a few friends who are, like, good friends with her and like, that New York scene. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm very interested, mainly because, like, those friends that I do have, and, like, I mean this, like, in the most loving way, are, like, sloppy, messy girls. Well, that's what I was going to say. Um, like, she's... it's The rumor is that she's extremely messy. Yeah, and, and I'm, like, here for messy. And then there were, like, some, like, I guess, like, whispers that, like, not only was she messy, but at some points she was, like, partially, like, racist. Yeah, Like, messy. Mm-hmm. And, like, that I am not here for. Like, yeah. I would, I would think just, so. Like, the person who wrote... Does drag race have a race problem? Yeah, I like just aside from that, like just like any, I think like rational human being, like shouldn't be. So I will be very interested to see if like that is just like rumor mill stuff that's happening because like people want to spark something up, or if that like actually turns out to be true. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm ready for the Blair St. Clair drama. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I'm just very excited for all of it. Well, we'll have to have you back during season 10 to talk about it. Oh my god, again, as I think I said last time, like, please, 1,000% always. <laughs> I don't even think I said 1,000% that much during this you episode, know, you, so. Yeah, you, you cut it down, but make me think that you're too in your head now. Oh, I honestly, I just don't think we, like, talked about anything that I felt about 1,000%. Yeah. Which is, like, maybe more representative of how this finale of All Stars 3 went, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No, I know. Exactly. I'm actually very done. I'm very happy to be done. This is offic- Actually, this is officially, I didn't even think about it. This is now officially, for me, I'm closing the book officially on All Stars 3 with the end of this interview. 
I mean, officially from your mouth to Rue's ears, like, let us all be done with All Stars 3. Yeah. And move on to 10 and see what happens. Now it's time for season 10. Well, it's also going to be the end of this interview. Garrett Schlichty, as always, thank you so much. Now I have a question. I have one last question for you. Okay. If you can't love yourself, how in the hell are you going to love somebody else? Can I get an amen? Amen. Uh, I mean, Joe, honestly, amen. I know, it's so true. I wish RuPaul, I wish Ru, well, I think RuPaul definitely loves herself. Now let's see if she, we can get her to love someone else. <laughs> let's, <That> see, would, <laughs> let's see if we can get her to love somebody else. Yeah, that would be the accomplishment. Because she, she's got the loving herself part down. Oh my god, absolutely. Did you watch this uh, Walk of Fame ceremony? Oh, of course I did. Mainly because I love Jane Fonda, but also because I love her. Okay, while the music plays, I want to talk about this. This is my last thought here. She's won two Emmys as RuPaul. Have you ever seen her accept the Emmys? Oh, yeah. She's just like, hey, everyone, thanks. Uh, Yeah, a lot of people work on this show, but uh, all right, thanks for the Emmy. And then she gets this Walk of Fame star. And she's like, choking up and she said it's the most important day like the her favorite or it's not, what, the most meaningful day in her c- professional career do you know anything about this walk of fame star Garrett no it's essentially a marketing thing from the chamber of commerce of Hollywood like you have to pay for it and like there's like an application process and they have to approve you there's an approval process but you pay like thousands and thousands of dollars to get the star and it's 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 a it's a marketing gimmick like it's like why are you so i don't that's the look if she was one of the people who got really emotional at the emmys and then got emotional at this okay i get it or if she was consistent and wasn't emotional about the emmys and wasn't emotional about this i get it why would you be emotional about the hollywood walk of the thomas people just walking and stepping all over you and sleeping on your star I mean, if that is the truth, then the next time you have me on, I will have a GoFundMe campaign for me to buy my Hollywood. Well, no, they have to approve you. you, There is there is a weird thing we have to be approved. So that people have tried to people have tried to do that. Me and a petition. Yeah, maybe you can get it for for your Washington Post articles. (laughs) All right, let's call it a day there, Garrett. (laughs) All right.